Coming up, if you're in the market for new tyres anytime over the next 12 to 18 months, here's something you need to know, but probably haven't considered. So I'm out Saturday morning, and, and by out, I mean, obviously, outside the house, not physically out, like hashtag Australia. So doing my weekly pilgrimage to Automotive Jesus, down on my knees, praying to the god of tyre pressure, etc. I also hooked up the charger to the battery of the Santa Fe, which doesn't get much of a run currently. And if you don't have a charger and you don't hook up once a week to a car that you use infrequently, then the battery's probably gonna die early. So it's economically rational to go online, find yourself a decent charger. You can use a trickle charger if your car is in a garage. You can just leave it continuously connected. Or if it's outside exposed to the elements, just do it once a week. I'll put some links in the description to this video for some uh, appropriate battery chargers. They're not that expensive. They're much cheaper than a prematurely expired battery. Okay, so anyway, I was down there, uh, so to speak, and checking out the 15 tires that I have to maintain at the correct pressure, like five on the trailer and five on the Triton and five on the Santa Fe. And it strikes me that there might be a bit of a problem with tires over the next 12 to 18 months, even if Harry Potter's wand comes out and normal programming is resumed and we go back to life the way it always was. And the problem stems from the age of tyres, okay? And just a quick recap on this, all right? Tyres are not the sort of thing, they look the same, they remain black and round for their entire lives, right? But they don't remain the same in terms of their chemical composition and physical properties, right? So soon as they come out of the mould, right, they start ageing and the rubber gets harder and harder and harder. And that's okay, more or less, for the first six years-ish. But in that range of six to ten years, the tyres really do go off and after that they need to be binned. And certainly at ten years of age, tyres are for the scrap heap, even if they've got plenty of tread on them. Because the rubber's not what it used to be, it doesn't grip the road as well, it's far too hard, yada, 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 okay? And how do you tell? Okay, uh, well, we should back up even further than that and say that for average cars doing pre-COVID average driving, this is not an issue because 15,000 Ks a year, your tyres are going to wear out in three to four years, depending on you and how you drive and how you use them and whether you maintain the pressure. Because the easiest way to kill a tyre is to run it underinflated for some protracted period of time. And the other easy way is to just drive it like you stole it. Okay, so tyre wear, also performance tyres wear out quicker than sort of standard non-performancey tyres just because they're designed to offer superior levels of grip and the nature of engineering trade-offs is they wear out faster. That's just how this works, all right? So if you don't drive very much though, like if you only drive 4,000 k's a year, it's going to take you like... 12 years to get up to 50,000 Ks and before you get there, you know, the, the rubber's going to go off chemically and just not be as good that one fateful day when it's just started to rain and a child appears directly in front of you in the middle of nowhere and you really need all of that grip. And if your tyres are 8, 9, 10 years of age, 
they're just not gripping the road as well as they did. So your stop will be suboptimal and that could lead to the worst day of your life and often the worst day of someone else's life as well. So there's that to consider. And when you balance that against tyres not being particularly expensive things in the context of worst day of your life and prevention, then it really does pay to upgrade them before the rubber goes off. So eight years of age, something like that, just man up or woman up because we live in that kind of world now where we all get to up equally just replace them, dude. It's not that expensive and it might save your life or somebody else's. So there's that. Anywho, how do you tell? How do you tell how old they are? There is this thing called a DOT code. You see the words, so we see the acronym DOT, Department of Transportation, and this stems from America, where you cannot sell a tire without a DOT code. It's like a compliance plate for a tire kind of thing, okay? So the last four digits, they're the ones that tell you when the tire was made. It's first two digits of the last four is the week of the year, and the last two digits are the year. So I'll just run through this because I had a look at the Triton, okay? And the Triton was built in February of 2020. The tires were made in the third week of 2020. So it's 0320, which is January of 2020. And then I had a look at the Santa Fe, which is somewhat older. It was built in September of 2018. And those tires were made in 1818, which is the 18th week of 2018. So May of 2018. And you can see here that there's only a matter of months, one month in the case of the Triton, and a few months in the case of the Santa Fe between inception date for the tires and inception date for the vehicle. All right. And I went down and had a look at my trailer as well, which I got in August of 2020. Those tires were made in 1420, which is the 14th week of 2020 or April of 2020. Okay, so not much of a dwell time there for those mighty duo stone Chinese tires. Yes, <laughs> gotta love that. Thank God the uh, dynamic requirements for trailers are somewhat less than for the vehicle actually dragging them here and there. Anyway, okay, so one of the traps here is that with the tyres on the trailer, if you're interested in interrogating your own tyres about how old they might be, one of the traps is that on a symmetrical tyre, which the Santa Fe is not, for example, but the mighty duo stones are, on a symmetrical tyre, I think the dot code is only required to be on one side of the tyre. And with a symmetrical tyre, the tyre can be mounted either way on the rim. So it might actually be inside, facing the inside under the trailer or the vehicle, okay? So you might have to actually lie right down there and get your torch out and have a look. If it's not on the outside, look on the outside first. So there's that to consider. There's also the spare tyre on your car. Like if your car's 10 years old and it's never had a flat tyre and it's running the original spare, then I'd be replacing the spare. I'd be replacing the spare even with a mediocre, middle-of-the-range shitbox tyre instead of the one that it's got because middle-of-the-range sort of new shitbox tyre is probably going to grip the road better than 10-year-old what started out as decent tyre. Okay, so there's that. I wouldn't put the spare in the rotation for the other tyres, especially if you've got all-wheel drive because that could just 
you know, be this dogs and cats living together, basically, in terms of differential rolling diameters and strain on all-wheel drive systems and repair bills that even a gymnast could not frigging jump over. So there's that. Okay, so what I'm basically talking about here, however, is that if you get to the point down the track today, six months' time, 12 months' time, 18 months' time, you need to replace your tyres. I'd suggest it's a bad idea to go to the shop and not check how old they are because of the following problem. There are like 12-ish million passenger cars, passenger vehicles registered in Australia, and that's roughly 50, 50 sorry, million tyres. Okay, And if they get worn out roughly, because the average age of a worn-out tyre is about three or four years pre-COVID, then that means that as a market, we're consuming something like 12 to 15 million passenger vehicle tyres annually, pre-COVID, okay? And if you're a tyre manufacturer, you've got this massive factory somewhere and its job is to churn out tyres like Scotty in the engine room of the USS Friggin' Enterprise telling Captain Kirk that she'll not take it anymore right? Because that's how man manufacturing works. That's how mass production rolls. If you're not cranking that factory as fast as it may be cranked, you are going out the back door financially, essentially. So what we've seen in Australia and other developed markets around the world is this gross reduction in the amount of, let's call it discretionary driving because of various lockdowns at times in various markets. And that means tyre factories cranking out as fast as they can and the market not consuming as many tyres. So they've doubtless adjusted their production volumes to some extent, but I suspect there are warehouses around the world kind of full of tyres all dressed up with nowhere to blow, okay? And what that means is that you might front at your local Bob Jane or Bridgestone or whatever tyre retailer and say, oh, I need some tyres for me, whatever, for me Range Rover. And they've been sitting there, instead of just sitting there for a few months, they might have been sitting there for 18 months or two years, you know? And that essentially, to me at least, that means that we're already a quarter of the way into their use-by date, which is kind of a disaster. It's not a disaster if you're a high-mileage driver, but it's kind of a disaster if you're only going to drive... 8 to 10,000 k's a year on that vehicle because if you drive 8,000 k's a year, after three years you've driven 24,000 k's and your tyres are already sort of two years old, you're getting close to them start starting to harden up prematurely and that's a disaster. So what I'm suggesting is you're looking for a fresh set, right? A fresh set of tyres is going to remain grippier for longer and for this reason, before anyone gets their hands on your car and starts rattle-gunning the wheels off and going through the replacement motions, I would say the following words to the retailer across the counter before the car even goes in and gets up on a hoist, okay? I'd be saying, need four tyres for me, Holden Captiva. Want to look at them first. And then look at the dot code on those tyres. And if they're older than about 12 to 18 months... Just tell the guy you're not interested in a set that's that old and you want a set that's quote-unquote fresh, right? That makes perfect sense because if they're fresh, they will grip the road better 
for longer. What's the point of paying the same money for a set that's two years old and therefore one third of the way to the threshold where the grip starts really going off? Because at six years of age, we're kind of talking about diminishing returns on the grip front, okay? Why buy a set of tyres that's already one third of the way there? And even worse, why buy a set of quote-unquote brand new tyres and then just get home and go, I'll check the dot code, and then figure out that a third of their useful life or something has already evaporated while they were friggin' in some warehouse or in transit or sitting out the back of the retailer's premises, okay? And I suspect, although I have no evidence for this, that it was already a problem pre-COVID, that age of tyres, right? But it's really going to be more of a problem or certainly more of a risk in this post-COVID world because tyre factories are geared up for a certain level of production and all mass production operations are driven by accountants who zealously want to crank the efficiency of the operation. And that means producing as many tyres as possible, flinging them into all of the regional markets, and then having some hyper-rabid friggin' sales director whipping the various markets to sell more tyres, right? Move that rubber, whatever. In this environment, okay, the, the last thing they want to do is ramp back the production because then the economies of scale of their production and their whole case for profitability just goes, you know, lemmings over the cliff. And that can be just the world's biggest economic disaster for them. Far better to produce an excess of tyres and then cope with disposing of them. Okay, and I suspect that's what's happening right now. So if you're in the market for tyres over the next couple of years, make sure you check that dot code. Look for those last four digits. And if it's like, I don't know, 2022, if it's towards the end of 2022 and you spy a set of tyres that the retailer proposes to put on your car and it's XX20, just tell him you're not interested in a two-year-old set of tyres. If it's like 4820, the last four digits, the 48th week of 2020, and you're at the 48th week of 2022 or something, that's a dud deal unless he's going to knock a third off, right? Because you're already a third of the way to the point where those tyres' performance will be degraded by the effect of the environment on the chemical composition of the rubber. And, dude, if you've got an older car and the tyres are going okay and you don't drive too much and the tread depth is still all right, that's not the only determinant, okay? So check out the dot code on the sidewall. And if it's six plus years, just do yourself a favour. And I know it's pretty unsexy. They're all black and round and your car's not going to look any different. And it's not going to feel any different just driving to the shops and back. But in that critical instant where you have to swerve and it really matters because your life is on the line because you might be going on the wrong side of the road and there might be big pole or a big tree or an oncoming truck and someone else's life is on the line because they're just there in front of you and you know lives are on the line you will kick yourself if you did not spend the few hundred dollars to upgrade to maximum performance so check the dot code and consider replacing your tires if they're sort of north of six years old and 
make sure the set that you're buying is not like already a third of the way there is what I'm saying. 